And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Daughter, no matter if today is one of sorrow or one of joy, join us as we seek the Father's will with Jesus in the garden. Hey guys, we are so thankful that you are back today to listen to the end of Olivia and I's conversation about what it means to be content in singleness. We are super thankful that you have stuck around for part two of this little mini-series that we're doing. I also just wanted to say that we recognize that this topic can be difficult for a lot of people. It's hard to talk about, even hard to listen to something about singleness. And so we are so thankful that you are here. And just a reminder to our CCU women that even though we're all not on campus right now, we are still here for you. So if you need anything this summer, if you want to talk about anything that these episodes have brought up in your life, you know how to get a hold of us. Reach out on Instagram, shoot us an email. We'd love to connect with you guys. All right, let's jump right in. So as you guys have probably guessed, we're going to be chatting uh, just briefly now through 1 Corinthians 7 mm. and some things that we see here. But um, Ms. Olivia, why don't you, why don't you, I know you have some thoughts here. I, so. I do have some thoughts. I was, I was reading a really good article about um, what is God saying to singles through these verses in 1 Corinthians. And I was like, oh, I haven't read this passage as what is God saying to me because I'm like, this is Paul. But no, all scripture is God breathed and these are God's words to us. Um, so there was four things that God is saying to singles in this chapter. And the first was singleness is a gift from God, which we find in verse seven, where he says, I wish that all were as I myself am, but each has his own gift from God. One of, a, one, of one kind and one of another talking about singleness and marriage. And so Paul is saying, this is a gift for us. It doesn't mean that we have this particular ability to be content in singleness, but it's saying as long as you have it, it's a gift from God if you receive it. Yeah. Um, so that means it's a gift even if it's temporary. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't waste it even if our yep. singleness is temporary. So in the temporary, receive it as a gift. Be like, Lord, yeah. thank you today that I have this gift of singleness. How, how can you use this for me today? Um, the second thing that it Paul is saying here singleness has its advantages and so later in chapter 7 in verses 28 and in, in verses 32 through 34 um, Paul talks about the struggles that come with marriage and so we're spared of that in a season of singleness but also um, in verses 32 through 34 it's that the interests are divided for a married man or woman where they're concerned about their family and their spouse. Yeah. But those who are unmarried are anxious about the things of the Lord and how to be holy in body and spirit, which I love that. We we have this ability to devote ourselves more fully to God's work, kind of as Rachel and I were given our own yeah. personal experiences in this time of singleness. You do have the energy and the space 
to devote your time yeah. more to the work of the Lord. Which also, to be, like, really clear, Paul is not saying that marriage is bad, that no. marriage is wrong, that that distraction is wrong. He's more just speaking to, like, hey, this is the reality of mm. marriage, that there is more distraction, and it's not just you and the Lord, because that's how, like, God designed marriage, that mm. two become one. And so, just to be really clear, we're not saying at all that marriage is bad, but um, I love, Olivia, that you point out that there is that distinction of there is an advantage in our time with the Lord mm. that is not distracted when we are single. Yeah, it's, it's this space that doesn't have the same responsibilities, and so you can be more concerned with the responsibilities of the Lord, which is so cool. But, talking about marriage again... The Lord in his word is also saying that singleness is hard. Um, If we think back to Genesis where the Lord says it is not good for man to be alone. And that's why he made the helper. That's why he made Eve. He looked at Adam and said, it's not good for you to be alone. So you're likely to struggle with loneliness as a single person. Um, And this article is also saying you're also likely to struggle with sexual temptation, which is a very real thing. Um, And so if you are struggling with either one of those things know that both of these both loneliness and sexual temptation are connected to these battles um can affect one another like when you're lonely it can drive you to um sexual temptation or or when you have sexual temptation you're more isolated yeah um and so in singleness be proactive to work against these temptations yeah amen um and satisfy your need for intimacy like because we all are created with this longing for intimacy to be known to be loved satisfy that in other relationships find your close people find your close friends and satisfy those things because those are very real um and also be self-disciplined like in the chapter before in first corinthians 6 um paul is saying flee from sexual immorality flee like run away from it and so when you have those people, when you're, when you're surrounding yourself with people, be like, I need you to help me flee from this. I need you to be accountable with me in this. So singleness is hard because the Lord said, man, it's not, it's not good for man to be alone, but it doesn't mean you have to be in a romantic relationship to no longer be alone. Yeah. Um, That's great. Yes. Yeah. I, um, yeah. And I want to just like add on to that too, that... A lot of times, marriage is idolized Mm. in our culture, Mm -hmm. and I think we see that in the secular culture, in that sex is idolized, Mm. and we see that in the church, that like marriage at a young age can be really idolized, and um, so obviously, just to be really clear, like, um, marriage, again, is good Mm -hmm. and like it is something that um it is a gift that the lord has given us it's his it is his design it is companionship sex is designed to be inside of marriage Mm -hmm. and that's where it's good that's where um it's lovely like that's how the lord designed it to be um so let's just get that out of the way make Mm -hmm. sure, sure that's really clear but I will say also that I think marriage is idolized a lot in that we think that the only way that we can 
not be lonely the only way that we can be fulfilled and like have like these deep relationships is through marriage and so I love what you're saying Olivia that it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be marriage um and what I would say is if you are listening to this and you're not single there are things that you can do to help your single friends in Mm -hmm. this and I think the number one thing is to invite your single friends into your life and invite Mm -hmm. your single friends into your marriage into your relationship open your life up to more than just your spouse and like Mm. other people who are in relationships like open your life up more to that because I think that that's one of the things that makes single people feel most alone is that it all of their friends around them start getting into relationships start getting engaged start getting married Mm. and if their friends seemingly take that next step without bringing them along that's really isolating and that creates so much loneliness and so that's my encouragement if you are in a relationship like invite your single friends into your home make cook them a meal have dinner with them Mm. do movie night your gal pals are still important like Mm. have your time with your husband have your time with um your boyfriend all those things like those aren't bad things but like also carve out time for your gal pals um don't like it's really easy when we get into a relationship to be like this is my most important thing this is like all I'm gonna focus on Mm -hmm. even like hey now this is the person that I tell everything to and sometimes that can be like your closest friends used to be that person and if Mm -hmm. even those like conversations shift where like you're not even sharing as much anymore with your like friends who are your closest friends like that's really isolating and and like single people really sense that shift and so that's my encouragement and if you're experiencing that where you're single and the friends around you are are doing that I would say gently call them out I would say hey I really love you and I want to be a part of your life. I know we're in different seasons, but will you invite me into this season? Because I want to be in it with you. Hmm. Yeah, whether you are single or whether you are in a relationship, dating or married, singleness is not the second best option. Yeah. Like, you are not better because you are in a relationship. And um, yes, I just, I fully echo everything that Rachel is saying. (laughs) Um, And remember, you're family is the whole church your family is not just your boyfriend or your spouse or whatever invite yes invite those people into your life and also be an example for them of what to look for yeah that's Um, great and I think you'll too see a lot if you are dating someone see how your boyfriend treats your girlfriends like see how he interacts with them and um does he respect them and want to become their friends too and want to know about their life? I think those are great things to look for too. Um, because don't you want to be with someone that cares about your friends too, about your yeah. community? Um, and also just as like a single person can learn from their married friends, married friends, you can learn from your single friends mm-hmm. so much. Exactly what we're talking about of like, um, as singles, like we have more time to devote to the Lord. We have more time to serve the Lord. We have, you know, mm-hmm. all of those different things. When we're using our gift of singleness well, yep. somebody in a marriage can also learn from that, mm-hmm. can learn from like how, what your relationship with the Lord looks like and can bring that into their marriage, can bring that into their relationship. So I also just want to say like, 
we can learn from each other no matter what season of life that we're in when it comes to our marital status. And for both, for single, for dating, for married, for all of it, keep your eyes fixed on Christ. Keep your eyes fixed on heaven. Keep eternity in mind because guess what? Your dating relationship or your spouse, that doesn't last into eternity. Amen. We have the marriage supper of the Lamb to look forward to. We have that hope to look forward to where the church is the bride of Christ is married to the bridegroom Christ himself like singleness is not permanent and neither is your marriage relationship or your dating relationship this is all of relationships are just to point us back to Christ yeah um that's why marriage is so beautiful it is pointing us to the bride of Christ marrying the bridegroom of Christ so if you are single remember your hope of eternity and if you are are dating or if you are married remember that your relationship is not the end all be all it is only to point you back to christ so just as singleness is to point you to christ and to trust in christ so is your dating relationship so is your marriage um and it any of these things can become an idol if you let them singleness can also become this idol of self-pity totally or you can have this idol of the relationship you're in. Um, so remember that your hope lies in Christ. It doesn't rely on any relationship. Yeah. And and I just want to say, too, like, going off of what Olivia's saying, just to, like, really honestly bring, like, a reality check mm-hmm. as young women in the church who think a lot about marriage, because that's, like... You that's, see it everywhere. Yes. that yeah. that is That is what it is. I just want to say too like when we idolize marriage as like the end all be all in our life when like when we even have this thought in our mind I think a lot of us have a thought of like okay when I just meet the guy and I get married then then my life will feel complete then my life will feel whole and then when the when I have our first kid like then things will be like you know whatever there's like this thought process of like oh I just have to find the man and then happily ever after will ensue (laughs) and all the pieces will fall into place and so I just want to encourage totally against that because those are lies and when we put our like hope in marriage Mm. the reality check is that sometimes like people pass away really young Mm. like sometimes there are, like, like we hope and pray that this never happens. Sometimes there are affairs. Sometimes there are things, mm. there are biblical um, divorces that, like, do occur. Or sometimes mm. there's separation. Sometimes we get left. Sometimes we lose a, a child and, like, we didn't know mm. that that was going to happen. Like, when we put our hope in any of these things... Hmm. It, they're ultimately going to fail us because getting married is never a guarantee that our lives are going to be perfect and fall into place and we're going to be happy and we're going to live the rest of our lives with the love of our life. Like, hmm. we should focus on living our entire lives with the ultimate love of our life, and that is Jesus Christ. Hmm. Yeah. We thank God for the gift of marriage. We um, we support and and... We encourage marriage when when it's right. But if that's where our hope is placed, it will ultimately fail us, just like anything else in this mm. world. I think this is going to be a little shocking for some people to hear. 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I'm... And then something we were talking about, too, is we were like, we almost did an icebreaker. Like, what's your favorite rom-com? Or, yeah. And, but also, those things, like, these perfect stories that we watch in movies and in TV shows, these perfect love songs that we listen to, all of these things, um, they can be really toxic for a heart that is hurting, um, especially if you are single. Um, and they paint this beautiful picture of everything falls into place when Mr. Right comes along. Yeah. And um, I, I even caught myself probably last fall thinking, oh, when a guy comes, he's going to save me from this, that, and this. Mm -hmm. And Jesus really, really uh, gave me a little slap across the face. And <laughs> he was like, was like, nope. He goes, don't you realize I'm your savior? Yeah. Why are you call? Why are you saying this man that you've never even met and or haven't still met, but you think he's going to come save you? What about what I did on the cross? Yeah. Isn't that who your savior is? And I was like, oh, okay. That's so good. Thank you so much. But so if you are single too, be careful with your heart of what you ingest, what you watch, what you listen to. Um, and don't be tricked into this idea that when you get the guy or when you're married or when you when the kid comes along, when you get the house, the better job, that your life is going to be satisfied and full and content. Yeah. And perfect. And it's not. Yeah. There's always going to be something. That's good. Yeah. I, just to expand on what Olivia is saying, I went through like a really tough time of singleness recently, um, which was also tied up with a breakup, which also just as a side note, I want to say like, if you are a woman in that season of a breakup, I really encourage you to separate the singleness from the breakup, like heal the hurt from the breakup first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then like, work through singleness with the Lord because when they're intertwined it gets so messy and mm -hmm. uh, elevates things to a level that feels like impossible um, so I just want to encourage like separate those things out um, but anyways as I was like going through this season myself I had uh, one of my closest friends moms I was like <laughs> crying in her kitchen <laughs> one day and uh, one of the best pieces of advice that I got in that season was like watch your media are you like, are you watching stories? Are you listening to things that elevate stories of singleness? Or are you listening and watching things that elevate stories of marriage and romance and love? Because where my heart was at at that time was really unhealthy for me to be uh, watching and listening to things that had, that were revolved around marriage, about uh, love and and romance and what I needed at that time was stories that elevated um, the gift of singleness and really honestly what I watched most during that season was The Chosen and I just mm -hmm. kept going back to that and there was something so comforting in that that it was like okay I'm gonna sit down and watch something and it needs to be something that's good for my heart and my mind and it's The Chosen mm -hmm. and that is the story that uh shows the gift of singleness because as y'all know Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> was single and so I think that's the last thing that I want to say is how can we elevate marriage in our own lives and think that we're not complete as as single women when we look at Jesus 
who was perfect. Mm. He was single his entire life. He lacked nothing. He was complete Mm. in the Mm -hmm. Lord. And so the question that I would say, like, ask yourself, how can I look in the mirror every morning and question if I'm enough, question if I'm whole enough Mm -hmm. without a, a relationship with a man when the truth is, like, Jesus makes us enough and Jesus makes us whole like Mm. our relationship with the father that is like where the core of who we are and so look to Jesus at Mm. the end of the day in this conversation about singleness so good thank you for bringing that in Rachel one one last thing I want to add to I just I keep looking at my notes I'm like oh my gosh there's so much we we could talk about this for so long long. but I also want to say if your heart desires a relationship, if you desire a spouse and a family, you can ask the Lord and pray for that. You, yeah. You, please, please do ask the Lord for that. Don't try to just strive for it in your own will. Um, and also be like, Lord, this is a desire that I have on my heart. If it's not something that you have for me right now or ever, would you remove that desire? But honestly bring it to the Lord and say, Lord, I have a desire to have a spouse, to get married, to have this family. Um, this is a dream I have, but Lord, I'm going to give this to you and submit to your will because I know it's better than mine. But Lord, here is my desires on a platter. Please, please take them. Um, so pray that. Pray pray yeah. boldly for that. And I, I even, <laughs> I have like this list that I wrote when I was 16 of all these characteristics that I wanted in a spouse one day because it is a it is a desire that I have and I pray over those often or if I come across something in scripture of a quality or um, a piece of our identity that like the Lord is calling us to I'll be like Lord I pray one day that if I get married that my spouse would look like this yeah Um, so if you have those desires take them to him instead of looking for them in media or striving for them on your own that's good yeah and above all even as you're asking for the gift like ask the lord um to change your heart so that you want the giver more than you want the gift like recognize that the gift is good and whatever the lord is going to give you in that it is good whether the gift as we see it's called in uh, first corinthians 7 is marriage or Mm -hmm. singleness like, it's okay to ask for those gifts, like Olivia is saying. And I think the kind of end to that prayer that, like, adjusts our heart to the right place is, say, is saying, but, like, Lord, I want you hmm. more than anything ever that you could give me in this life. I want you. And when we have Christ, like, we are fully satisfied. Hmm. Like, being content in whatever season we're in comes back to being content in Christ. I'm thinking of like, uh, there's a Carrie Job song and it's like, um, the only thing I want in life is to be known for lo- like knowing Christ or loving Christ. Yeah. Um, and it's, and like the chorus of it is for this cross, I live for this cross. I die. I surrender all for the cross of Christ. And so, so good. I think, yeah, kind of just as we're ending this, as we're wrapping up this conversation that. Uh, we could go on forever talking about um, and what we're learning in Philippians too um, to know Christ is the sweetest thing yeah. um, and we we live and we serve for the gospel um, yeah 
Yeah. Do you have anything mm-hmm. else you want to say as we close? Uh, no, that's it. So thank you, ladies, so much for, for joining us. This conversation can be hard. And if you're struggling through this, CCU women specifically, please like reach out to us. Mm-hmm. You know how to get a hold of us. We want to walk with you. We know summer can be a hard time to go through this because mm-hmm. we leave our community a lot of times during the summer and we go to very isolated places. And so it can be really difficult to be in a season of singleness and um, like physically isolated from our community. So you're not alone um, ever in these things. Take heart to know that Olivia and I are literally walking alongside you in this. Mm. And... Uh, We love you, and above all, um, Christ loves you. Mm. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.